crazy. So it's been it's been nice. It's been good. And I've got one more week of busyness before the uh, the weddings drop off. So yeah, you just you make my life sound extremely dull and boring with your jet setting, jet setting <laughs> is- all around the world. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this. I've been here. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, you know, hanging upside down in New Zealand, it's chilling lovely, in it, chilling in South well, Africa. I'd love to go down the Andes. Down to there. It, it's yeah, lovely there. being away. Welcome everyone to the uh, Photographer's Crack podcast. Uh, You are joined today by just myself. I am here on my own. Uh, Ross Eaglesham here on his own to talk to you for an hour and a half about absolutely nothing. No, no, no. Thankfully, thankfully that is not the case. However, I'm not with my normal um, co-host. James is currently indisposed. He is gallivanting around the Faroes, working extremely hard. Uh, and uh, so I've, I've drafted in a, a last minute replacement because it's been a while since we've done a pod. So I uh, went back through all our analytics and the most popular person was um, Scott from The Edge. So I phoned Scott last night and pleaded with him, begged with him and bribed him. Not, not really. <laughs> so anyway, Scott is um, has very kindly agreed to join me at midday on a on a Monday. What day is it, Scott? It is a Monday. It's a Monday. It's a wet it is, Monday yeah, in so, Essex, mate. It's uh, yeah. It's so not good. yeah, thanks very much, Scott. Honestly, this is uh, this is an absolute uh, kind of bit of a, a, a saver, really, because I say James is totally stowed, stowed under up up in the Faroes, and we're going to get into that in a wee bit. Um, so yeah, G- um. Scott, sorry, has stepped in, and uh, yeah, we're going to do some some podding together, and uh, a, a guest pod, indeed, a guest indeed. host, so, if you will. Okay, I don't know. The yeah, last time you host. were on was I don't know, it was a couple of months ago, maybe two, three months ago, and um, it was a it was, was about it? six was it really? months ago. Jesus, it was Is that actually where time flies. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, God, it? it must have been. Yeah, it must have been a while longer than I thought. Then, um, so yeah, Scott was on, and we had a brilliant chat. Uh, all three of us had a, a great chat about loads of different things. I think that one was a bit of a mixture. We were talking about weddings. We were talking about your relationship with Fuji. We were talking about your judging. We were talking about tons yeah. of stuff. Um, it was. It was just after WPPI, so I'd just come back and got a first place there. And I think we did a little bit on the, yeah. the image and the process and, and how that all went. So yeah, it was good. It was a nice pod. It was, it it was, was absolutely brilliant. Loved it. It. But, it was. It was really cool. Um, unfortunately, we're not. We're not really going to go into the kind of uh, the award season stuff uh, or the judging as much anymore because no. um, we're going to do a wee catch up and we're going to find out what you've been up to. And there's some. There's something fairly major mm-hmm. that you've been doing that's going to be quite interesting. Hopefully for all our listeners. So um, I'm. I'm going to very quickly sort of say where I am and, uh, and then we'll go straight into you because everybody really wants to hear from you. Nobody really wants to hear from me. Um, so yeah, what have I been doing? I have finished my weddings for the year. Uh, I've, I've, I've done now, um, as everybody knows, um, I, I'm a school teacher, so I'm off this week, which is why I'm able to do this at midday. I haven't signed out of school and, and, and come home just to do a podcast, I'm afraid, folks. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm off this week, but I've now finished uh, my weddings for the year. Um, apart from any last minute things might come up with James, I'm not sure, but my own bookings are done. I had my last one up in Bankery on Saturday there, uh, and as as uh, Scott pointed out at the minute, it's been raining in the UK for approximately, well, actually, honestly, it's been, yeah, it's been Forever. raining since about mid-July, I think. 
Um, but it's been <laughs> bloody awful here the last three, four days. But last weekend, we got one day out of about two weeks that was dry and sunny and beautiful. So we managed to get a cracking wedding with all the colours and the trees up north. Uh, it was wonderful. Mm. And uh, I'm just kind of getting stuck into the editing from that. I've had a lot of meetings about albums because all the weddings I did in the summer now want their albums before Christmas. So I'm going to have to get my finger out and do that. That's always fun, isn't it? It's like, it's a second thought and then all of a sudden, yeah. oh yeah, Christmas is coming. Yeah, Let's I mean, get everything I'm done. quite lucky this year. I've been a wee bit more organised than last year when I've told my bride and grooms now that the order dates, the, I think it's the 3rd or 4th of December with my album company. And therefore they've got yeah. about six weeks to do the whole process. I've told them, you know, it's not just going to be choose your pictures, it's choose your pictures, design it, and then and then okay, obviously to order it. Whereas in previous years, yeah. I've kind of said to them about two weeks in advance, oh, by the way, guys, if you want your album, um, and then it's a complete panic. So um, I've tried to be a bit yes. more organized this year and say to them mid, mid-October, um, unfortunately, yesterday's mm. wedding, or last weekend's wedding, they, they've ordered an album. Well, not unfortunately, fortunately. However, I don't know... <laughs> They, they'll hopefully get it before Christmas, but again, it depends how quickly I can get them edited and, and, and get everything back to them. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and Good stuff. Yeah, that's busy, 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 busy. And I, I want to, I really, really, really want to. I, I was speaking to James about this. James was showing me his new parts of his website that he's been working on. Uh, and I really, really want to get into my website again, trying to update it, because I think it's been three or four years and it desperately needs updated. just needs to look fresher and cleaner and yeah. newer. Things have all changed, pricing, albums. It's not just that. It's also because the Google algorithm is always yeah. kind of evolving and it's impossible to try and stay ahead of the curve. But if you can be yeah. just behind the curve and update every year or so, I suppose, then um, it, it helps with the, your SEO Absolutely. and your ranking Absolutely. and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of me. I mean, how many what, – what have you been up to since the last time we spoke to you, Scott, which admittedly wasn't two, two months it's, ago. It was a little bit longer than I thought ago. No, <laughs> it, it's been non-stop, yeah. mate. To be honest, it's I've had a summer. It's been a peak and a trough. It's been um, it's been lovely. So I've been busy for six weeks, and I've had a couple of weeks of quiet. Um, I've been running workshops for Fujifilm. I've done three of those since we spoke nice. last. I've done my own with Paul Fowler over in Italy at the Graphic Studio Castle. We've done that. Um, I've been up in the Faroes with James. I've shot in Italy. Did a wedding out there. And then the wedding's here. So it's it literally has been nonstop. But it's been a nice three or four weeks of being crazy, a week to recover, three or four weeks of being crazy. So it's been it's been nice. It's been good. And I've got one more week of busyness before the uh, the weddings drop off. So, yeah. You, just, you make my life sound extremely dull and boring with your jet setting, <laughs> jet setting <laughs> <That> is- <laughs> all around the world. Yeah, I've been doing this. I've been here. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, you know, hanging upside down in New Zealand, it's chilling, lovely, in, it, chilling in South well, Africa. I'd love to go down the Andes. Down to there. It, it's yeah, lovely being away, but the, the, but the reality of you, you know, people say, oh, it must be amazing doing what you do. You know what? I'm very fortunate to be you know, flown around to be to photograph weddings, but then I'm not doing stuff that I should be doing here in the office, yeah. which is editing and doing album designs and following up. And I suppose. So, as you nice have as it is. Kids, don't you? One, yeah. I've got so one, you're kind six, of missing your family yeah, for and, uh, however long it is, which is always a bit rubbish. Oh, I don't know. It's just, some of it's quite nice, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. But no, it's. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, she's at the age now where she's like, "Well, Daddy, why are you going away again?" I was like, "Well, cause Daddy's got yeah. the work, sweetheart." And yeah, it's it is it's tough on her at the minute, especially if I'm away in succession. Like I did was it was in 
Italy at the middle of May and I was back for three weeks and I went back to Italy again for the wedding and then running the workshops all over. So there always there's the odd night here, odd night there. So yeah, and sort of next month I'm I'm speaking up at Photo Hubs in Coventry and then Wedding X conference in Bath. Mm. So it's two nights two separate wow. weeks away as well so it's just it's little yeah. things which she finds tough but the beautiful thing about facetime mate we can keep connected and it's not it's not brilliant but it, 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 it see i'm um, just this wasn't exactly on my list of things however so your workshops are they did you say they're are they wedding specific workshops or are they cam camera specific so, workshops or yeah. how because i know you work with fuji an awful lot um what, yes. what sort of workshops are they so the benefit of no, uh, very fortunate to be one of their official mm-hmm. ex photographers. So we, I do three workshops a year with them, and that is really like a soft level entry into using right. the Fujifilm system at the workshop. So it's geared around fine art weddings. So the last uh, three work, uh, workshops we've done, we had a lovely uh, model called Holly that came in, a model for us at a venue not too far from me, and we've had ten people per workshop. And the idea is they see how I shoot. I kind of go through my processing and they get to use mm. the X-T3 um, and a range of lenses. So if they're not thinking about Fujifilm cameras, then they, they get to use the, the, the cameras. Keep They get to keep the memory cards. They can take it back and shoot with it as, as they wish. So then we have had a lot of sales of the cameras from the workshop. So it's been going really, really well. Um, the other ones are, you know, say so we lead them. It's a mixture of business mm. and photography. Uh, next month i'm with the guild i'm up in coventry at photo hubs and that's just a lighting on location so it's not specifically bridal it's just a model where yeah. we're walking around coventry um with like i've got you no know, ice lights and neo uh rosa light neos so we'll be using those to light up and on location lighting so people saying oh we can't photograph here because it's too dark well we, we make cool. the light and make cool. i actually light. picked up one of the rotor lights since the last time we spoke um but probably that probably was yeah. about two three months ago actually and i've used it now a couple of times even just for to be honest even just allowing my camera to focus in it on a really really dark um dance floor yes. because the the sony i don't know what it, i don't know there's things i've been reading about the mirrorless system being slightly different the way it focuses because mm. obviously it's not got an optical viewfinder it's doing things differently uh, I, yes. I find it struggles in even dim not not dark even just a low lighting i've not found it to be brilliant um but having yeah. the rotor light allows it to pick out stuff some, something really well and then just i have my own lights obviously extra to that to to provide the lighting yeah. but even just for focusing i find it really good idea yeah, really. They are good. I mean, even I shot a wedding um, Saturday and it was quite dark. So I just put the rotor light either end of the right. registrar's table and just matched the Kelvin and just literally used it as a little bit of fill because obviously, you know, you can't use flash during the ceremony down here. They're not like up in Scotland. Um, I, yeah, they, quite yeah, they don't tend to. Depends where you are, but yeah, mostly would rather have not. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just use it as a bit of fill, just you know, so if it means I'm shooting at 3200 ISO yeah. rather than 64 or 4000. It's, it, it helps in the edit. I find the only really? thing I've kind of found, especially with the dance floor and the rotor light, is that it's. It, I mean, it's bright. It needs to be bright, but it it, it is. Yeah. I mean, do you, if you do, you use it in the dance floor, or do you just use it, or have you used it all over? Or? Um, I used to use it on the dance floor, but I found the more drunk wedding guests are, the more likely they are to fall into the tripod or the so light you would stand, have it. So you'd have it separately at the side, lighting, not not on top of the camera. Yeah. So I'll. I'll 
Yeah, I'll generally shoot with it so they're either side of the DJ or the band and they're shining back into the dance floor and I'll shoot into the light. So that it, it, I find it's yeah. a nicer way of, of shooting. But then, you know, the versatility of the cameras that I use, I'll just kind of go onto the stage and use them as a consistent light. So it depends on it depends on the venue, depends what mood I'm in, depends on the DJ might have their own lights. I'll use those if it saves me getting my lights out and going to the car and setting up for 15 minutes. Cause, but the DJ's got a nice yeah, set of lights. Of I'll use his and just say, look, can you shine some bright light on the dance floor? He's happy. I'm happy. Yeah, it's, it's a win-win, really. Sorry, we've already got distracted off my list, but um, yeah, it's just uh, I was just curious because I find it's <laughs> it can be quite if you stick it on top of the camera, it can be quite it's yeah. just really obvious you're like hi i'm taking a photo here i am like don't don't look at me but everybody, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, i don't really like it so i'm trying to find a way of i'm still not happy with the sony flash system but i'm trying to get there because i've now gone sorry i don't think i didn't mention this to anyone have i maybe i have i'm not sure but i've not mentioned you i've now sold all my canon kit i've gone i've gone 100 oh, yeah. over to sony wow. and i'm terrified but i love it i love it for 95% of the time I'm still just nervous about when having to use flash because it's not as good as the Canon flash yeah. system was so damn good um, and so intuitive and so easy to use everything on TTL it just worked whereas in the Sony yeah. it's it's just I'm still struggling a little bit I feel as and that's a big thing isn't it it's a trust mm-hmm. is a big thing in your equipment you know you, you need to know your yeah. equipment inside out so anything that happens on the day itself you go I don't worry and you're just three clicks away from making it perfect. And when you do make that transition, it is a big jump. People say, oh, a camera's a camera, but it's little yeah. things like that that make a massive difference. I do the, feel as though I've taken, not, not, with, not with all of it, but with certain parts of the wedding, I feel as though I've taken maybe like a three-year step back um, because I'm just yeah. kind of rediscovering how to do things again. But I'm, I've got a long break to my next wedding, yeah. so I'll have it sorted in case my next... It's like Yoda said, you have to unlearn before you learn. Smart, smart, like smart that. one you are. Quote from Star Wars? I don't know. I don't watch Star Wars, actually. I can't believe I don't watch Star, Star Wars. Wars. No, you I've never watch watched Wars. it. I haven't, honestly. Oh be people I know, shouting I know, I know, at their I know. devices now you can't, listening to the podcast going, I can't I know, believe you never you seen Star I don't know. I, I actually would even... No, I know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek, but I've just I've just never, never watched either of them, never been into them. Sorry, my apologies, everyone. I did watch Harry Potter last night, though, so wow. I am still geeky enough to be on there. Uh, love a bit of anyway, anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, so you happened to mention there that you, for some strange reason, got duped or, or gagged and bound and forced at gunpoint or something to go to the Faroe Islands. I did, yeah. I was up there for what, a week. What on um, earth that possessed that, you to do that? Uh, last week. I, you know what? I think it was on the, yeah. on the pod you did six yeah. months ago whenever it was and then James mentioned about he had a wedding up there and said about oh you know if you're free I'd love to kind of take you up and show you I'm like yeah cool check the diary and I was available yeah. and we kind of booked it in and um, flew up there and uh, yeah spent a week up there with James and little James for uh, a couple of days before we went on did some landscapes and then ultimately shot the wedding up there and um, yeah it's a nice place it, it's it's not it's very foggy um but it's uh it, it's a it's lovely. i get the feeling from everything i see i mean james sends me a lot of kind of clips and stuff of you know there was last week or two weeks ago whatever it was he, he sent a lot of videos of him kind of clinging on to the side of mountains in high winds and and stuff and it, yes. it but when you do get a break in the weather it's kind of like scotland although i think it might be oh. like maybe 10 times worse than scotland because you do get quite a lot of nice weather in scotland occasionally but but up there you seem to it seems to be a proper once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. when the weather breaks yeah so obviously i don't know if people know i live in essex the southeast of england and we are it is the driest 
part of the UK. So we probably have rain 50 days a year, something like that. And it's generally quite sunny here. And then when we landed in the Faroes, it was foggy for four days, like non-pea soup oh. for four days. And I was generally missing the sun and the colour <laughs> blue because like, it was just... Yeah, I'm like, remember that sky? The sky that's sky. not great. Yeah, but... Yeah, but then on the Friday, was it Friday? Yeah, it was the Friday before the wedding. Um, we went for a drive and the sun did come out and the blue sky. And honestly, it is, the yeah, landscape nice. is breathtaking. When the sun does come out and you see it for its beauty, oh my God, it is absolutely breathtaking. It, 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 it says it's quite mountainous. It's quite, it's kind of like Scotland, but with more water, isn't it? It's got, there's a lot more lakes, a lot more sort of fjords yeah, and seas, it's, isn't it? It's literally fjords it's just fjords and roads and sheep wow. that's pretty much all that's up there um and then but it, it's you know it's it's people the first few days i was kind of getting a bit kind of thinking oh no i can't believe i've come all this way and it's going to be foggy and rainy i'm not going to get to see it um and then but when the, it did break and you see it you're like okay i get it i get why james yeah. comes up here a lot because it's, it's stunning absolutely so stunning. i mean even just to take us kind of back to the start how how difficult was it for you to get there did, was there a flight from heathrow or was did you have to go via amsterdam or how no, awkward so, it was not too bad i mean we looked at the flights up there um i went from london city to edinburgh and edinburgh to varja which is the where the airport is on the east eastmost island um under there and then so it wasn't too bad so it's about a day traveling because london mm-hmm. city is a commuter airport i could have gone from stansted or heathrow or gatwick but city's closest yeah. to me so that made sense so i landed up there um and then i went into edinburgh i had plenty of I had huh. four hours um uh, in edinburgh so i went into edinburgh had lunch got haggis <laughs> and tatties because you know I did. I absolutely adore haggis. So um, I got the tram from the airport into the city, had a couple of beers and a haggis, and went back and met James and his family. And that, yeah, that was he's it. done all the uh, ticked all the proper boxes there, using the tram. That yeah, everybody... and um, and then it's about an hour. So it's about an hour from London to Edinburgh, and then about an, another hours up from Edinburgh yeah. up to the Faroes. So um, but it's a nice little airport. It's a nice airport, and then we landed. And it was raining and it was dark, and I was like brilliant this is this is exactly what <laughs> he's not like to he's not like to it, <laughs> it was <laughs> um but no it was yeah it was great and then uh, we had a little a little drive around for a couple of days and uh, james is a very very good tour guide and what he doesn't know about it the pharaohs literally knowing, yeah. isn't worth knowing he, he knows it like the back of his hand um and we try and find places to photograph and he'd get this app out and he'd bring up some webcams from across it. It's stunning. Very, very nice. Very, very, very nice. I recommend it to anyone that, go, that wants to go to the Pharaohs, do it. Yeah. That was it. So yeah. um, how did you manage to kind of, so you've, you've been, you're going out with James to second shoot essentially where is that, was that, that was the kind of, and, of, and you're taking kit for shooting a wedding. So you might have some prime lenses. You're going to take landscape stuff. You might have some, some yeah. tripods. You might have a, did you take uh, you might have lighting stuff you might I mean how did you travel how how you're traveling all around anyway so how do you mm-hmm. generally travel with your kit like how how awkward do you find it because i'm i'm just nipping home to northern ireland later this week to see my parents and i want to take my yeah. camera and i want to take a couple of bits and pieces with me and uh even i'm kind of thinking about oh crap how am yeah, i gonna I mean, get I, this I stuff across on hand luggage rucksack, um, so how have timber, you got any tips or advice which, or anything for uh, folk that do any traveling or uh, with traveling? the requirements for take it on board so you can take it on the plane rather than check it um and one of the beautiful things about going mirrorless was is the gear is an awful lot smaller having said that i've just bought a gfx which is massive so it's, it's yeah so i took all of it and it was heavy 
um, and anything that I didn't need, like chargers, I wanted cables to ask you about that. That, yeah. that went in the bags and got checked. Um, but yeah, I t- I just took it all on, mate. To be fair, and I and I, I took everything as I would for a wedding. Um, yeah. And then I again I used my connections with Fujifilm. I managed to hire a couple of lenses that I shot for landscape. Um, we went down to the south of Sudroy, which is the southernmost island. Um, and Fujifilm let me have the 100 200, nice. which goes in the JFX system. And we were shooting some seascapes, so the waves were crashing in. It was really, it was, tide was coming in, but it was an offshore wind. So the spray mm. off the waves that were coming, um, that we were photographing nice. was incredible. It looked absolutely breathtaking. Uh, so we spent about an hour in the wet um, up there. And then we shot, I had some wide lenses, some prime lenses. I had the Fujifilm 8 to 16 on my xt3 wow. and then the oh, nice. 23 f4 on the gfx and the beautiful landscape lenses pin sharp um and i have to tell you when we um one of the days where we were trying to play chase the rain we went up to a, a yeah i know right uh, we, we went up to uh, a waterfall and it's beautiful waterfall and the winds were blowing so fu- <laughs> so fast like a fun game. That at the top of the of the mountains the, the wind was blowing the waterfalls back up so it was incredible. The wind was so strong and it was like it was being funneled by this fjord. So at the very, very top, you can see that this thin, what? faint waterfall, but the wind was just blowing it back up. So, but anyway, oh, wow. where we were, where the big waterfall was, it was blowing quite, it was flowing quite nicely. So we we're photographing the landscape. And then James said, can you get a picture of me in the, by the waterfall so I can get a shot from the website? I'm like, yep, yeah, cool. No uh-huh. problem. Jump in, mate. And we, he walked across and I got him to stand on a rock in the middle of this waterfall. At the same time, a massive gust of wind blew and blew the entire waterfall completely over him. Um, it was hilarious. And he got back to the car, took his shoes off, and he literally was pouring water out of the inside of his boots. It was so, <laughs> it was tremendously funny. Um, yeah, but not as funny as when we walked back down. We were all uh, finished. All of a sudden, I felt something go in my backpack. To the skin. And I hadn't done the zips up properly. And the whole bag undone. And then I was like, James, help! And then all of a sudden, my GFX rolled down the mountain. He managed to catch it before it oh, went in the lake. So, <laughs> what? What? I mean, what? You're talking? You're talking like five, six, seven, eight thousand, yeah, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, so what is GFX it? GFX with the lens on the front Jeez. of it rolling past me in the Faroe Islands. Oh god! Um, nothing puckers up oh, the butthole clench. more than, yeah. than than that happening. <laughs> um, it's unscathed, thankfully. It was completely unscathed. Really? Yeah. Now, do you tell Fuji that to that so they can then sort of boast about the the build quality and how rugged it is, or do you not tell them? I presume it's been gifted by them and no, not yours. No, the, the, the GFX is, is mine, and thankfully that yeah, oh, the it lens is yours. that okay. I had on it is also one of mine, so it wasn't one of the ones that they'd lent me. Thankfully, um, well, that's, but yeah, I was called okay. an idiot by the marketing manager um, of Fujifilm UK. <laughs> uh, he, he messaged me to say, "You're just a, a loon, mate. What, what are you doing?" Um, YouTube. Yeah, but thankfully, yeah, built to last, all weather sealed. So, yeah, no problem. Just um, it was a heart-stopping moment. And I had it two weeks as well. I which can is... imagine. <laughs> oh, Jesus, really? So you're actually still, <laughs> the transaction hasn't even no, cleared? No, and then I, I took a brand new oh. iPhone. I got the iPhone 11 Pro Max, big jobby, dropped that. I've got a massive chunk out of my leather case and a big dent on the side of it now. So that's, I've been completely fair road, mate, I think is the... <laughs> I just, I just wonder. Actually, part of me wonders if this is just a thing that it, that happens in the fairways because James always seems to come back telling stories of how he, you know, stuff blows over. He drops things. Is one of his lenses is totally gubbed from the. Wonders that yeah, getting yeah. Pharaoh is that should, that should be, be getting be a new Pharaoh. Phrase. Yeah, because he yeah. borrowed a camera up there because one of his cameras was got uh, blown over in a strong wind on a tripod and 
And um, yeah, he borrowed a camera while he's up there. So I think it's uh, it's a thing. Getting pharaoh. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's hashtag yeah. it. Getting pharaohed. <laughs> Absolutely. I would need to get a hashtag going for that, I think. Um, I wonder, do insurance companies, are they, oh, you're going yeah. to pharaohs? Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Sorry, we need to double double your exactly. um, premium for this yeah, month. Exactly. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the G50X and just see... So you you you're so it's yours now. You're using it for are you using it for everything? Do you use it for studio stuff? Is it weddings? Is it? I mean, is it? It's a dual camera. I don't for... shoot studio work, but really? I shoot um, obviously to shoot weddings. So I will use it. I won't be going yeah. around doing candids with it. I won't be going around doing the details, like the places, name cards, etc. That type of thing because it's just completely overkill. Um, but group shots, bridal yeah. groom portraits, then yeah, it comes out, and you know the, the quality of it is 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 superb absolutely superb what's the um what's the one before it the the previous medium format fuji one because my friend's got that and he used it at a wedding so the as first a second one shooter. that came out was a gfx 50s which is the one that i have um then a year later they bought the 50r out so it's like the range finder equivalent and then right. this year they bought out the gfx 100 which is 100 megapixels I think it must be the first. It's that the S. Then it must be one that Stuart's got. Yeah. Um, and he absolutely loves it. He does a lot of model portrait work. He does. He travels an awful lot with his, with his full time job, and and he gets to kind of shoot models in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, places that he is for his work. Mm. And he he, he basically he's, he's basically a very good enthusiast. He he doesn't make money from photography. He just does it because he loves it. And he, uh, I think that's the one he must have. And I've seen the amount of detail you can get from in the shadows and stuff. And I've said to him a couple, a couple of times, it, it almost doesn't look real because it's too good. Yeah. If you know what I mean, it's, it's almost like nobody else is able to produce images like that. Therefore your eye is, or your brain kind of can't process the yeah. fact that it's that it's that that amount of dynamic range is even possible. I think um, for my one, you, I've, I'm almost positive I can pull five and a half stops out of the shadows um, on mine, wow. and I, I I could be wrong, but I think the GFX 100 is more. It could be six, yeah. uh, but don't quote me on that. I say like, I don't yeah. Know, yeah, but it's it's no, no, obscene no, it's amount. What, no, you, you can yeah. get away with murder now. Um, yeah. with the system it's, it's it's just it's a game changer for me and also it slowed me right down I used to be coming taking you know, spraying and praying because mm-hmm. the, the nature of the X-T3 was you no know, it's very quick but the GFX is a lot slower um, you know, uh, compared to the, the, the X-T3 and it slowed me right down as well so I'm taking less images which means I'm taking less uh, I'm taking me less time to edit the weddings um, of course, which I'm quick anyway. But James will tell you that. Well, we'll, we'll get onto that in two <laughs> seconds as well. I think because there's something else we want to talk about. But I, I, I held. I say I got hold of Stuart's uh, Fuji um, GF, whatever it's called, this DS. You said, and it, it's not even that big. I mean, I, no. at the time I was used to using a one DX. So I mean, it's weight wise, and it's a, it's, it's a different. It's deeper, isn't it? Yes. It's kind of. It's not. So, but it's actually not even. It's not like you're waving around something that's enormous in people's faces no you know, I, I looked at the not... r and it's i got big hands and i it, it didn't feel as comfortable in the hand to hold when you had a lens on it it felt a little bit different and i like the, the, the way the grip is on the 50s so which is why i chose that one instead of the r i could, could have saved myself a fortune but you know <laughs> you, you've got to be happy you know i, I, I didn't yeah. want to buy the r and think oh i've had to make do because it's all I could afford. I could afford the S, so I got it. It's not a case yeah. of saving the money. It's a case of no functionality on the wedding and no, it being yeah. completely comfortable in my hand, which is why I went for the S. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can write it off against the business. Then, I right? can. <laughs> um, yeah, so you mentioned editing. Mm-hmm. And James, I mean, 
So, James, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, I edit normally, just at my computer, doing it myself. James, if he's really busy, will uh, outsource his editing to various different places. We have a podcast lined up with um, his editing studio, The Photographer's Edit, but we haven't quite nailed down a date yet for Mm -hmm. that. However, you have just introduced James to a whole new world. Yes, of editing, yes. can you tell us? You you did mention this, and I think I I have a funny feeling, and I, my memory is is hazy because I thought it took place two months ago. The conversation when James left us the last time, you and I got into a conversation about this anyway. So I think we mentioned it the last time on the podcast. Yeah. However, tell us what you have lent James or or let James use or whatever, and and why it's good, etc. So I had two weddings to edit before I went to Pharaohs, and and James messaged me and said, "Oh, there'll be time. We do some editing." I thought, "Oh, great! I'll bring my loop deck." So I packed my loot deck with me and edited on my laptop. And on the ferry from um, Torsfin, which is the capital of the Pharaohs, down to Sudroy, which is where we stayed a night, um, I was going to, to edit a wedding. And James didn't believe I could edit the wedding in the time it took to get from Torsfin to the, to the island. And I did it with an hour to spare. So it was about two hours, ten minutes that it took me to go through coal and completely edit a wedding using loot deck. Now you, we've we said this the last time. You do shoot in JPEG, don't I do. you? Yes, yes. Which I don't know if that would speed it up, but um, I, I, you're I, also getting it from the mirrorless system. You're getting it all pretty much bang on, yeah, because you can see what you're doing. Correct. However, yeah, that is still bloody impressive. Yeah. So James, <laughs> so James was doing it. I think he was going in and starring and flagging in Photo Mechanic, and then make doing a cull, and then bringing that cull into. Lightroom and it was just taken twice the time and so I do everything in Lightroom so I'll go into develop Me mode too. and on one of my custom settings on the loot deck is removed from catalog so it doesn't delete it, it just takes it out the catalog so I'll go through and hit the next button delete and I take the ones I don't want out and edit what's left so literally when I hit export I've done the cull and tweak the ones I want to tweak and it's all done in one seamless um, process which is oh, why okay. I can do it so quickly that's interesting because I, I we this has been asked someone asked a question I actually don't have questions from the I'm not as organized as James and I can't find the we started a thread a wee while ago about questions Mm. for future podcasts and there were a couple which is annoying I can't find it however there were there was definitely a discussion there was people were asking about um structuring your like how do you um how do you catalog and how do you kind of save and store and and what's your library look like for your Lightroom catalog yeah so yeah and it's well so you you've got yours all in and then you remove it from the catalogue to leave the ones you want to edit. Is Correct, right? yeah. So I have a 2019 um, catalogue, which everything goes into. Then I have collections of each wedding within that yeah. catalogue. Um, so I'll, I'll import everything into the library um, window of Lightroom. And then I'll keep it all in there. So it, it, I'll have a, a preset which gets put on, on the import which everything gets the same preset and then literally i'll go through and i'll just remove images from the catalog in the develop module and then mm-hmm. the ones that are left i will i will tweak and then i'll hit next delete that one delete that one or like this one i'll do a little tweak bring out the shadows maybe a bit of exposure you know put some warmth in the temperature that type of thing um, yeah. but with loop deck it's it's incredible it's so fast so i was editing on it on the ferry and then james said can i have a go so he had a go and said can I keep this one and, and buy and buy one and have it sent to your house? So he's got my original loop deck up there still, and he said so I have a new one here. <laughs> so he was he was that impressed. He literally yeah. bought literally said I'm I'm keeping it. 
I'll send you one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, it, he was raving about it. He was like, "This is unbelievable. This is the best thing. This is ever. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. You need to you need to try." It. And I, I did see one. I can't remember. For anybody who's not aware, and this doesn't really work, I can't I can't put an image up on the screen to show everybody because it's a podcast, but. It, it's kind of like a DJ mixing yeah. desk, isn't it? Yeah, so it's got I like, feel like so le- I'm, I'm, levers and stuff. I listen to Deep House when I'm editing, so my, I get in a zone, I kind of do it, and I'm listening to it, and my fingers are flicking like you watch a DJ at a wedding, and it's just as close <laughs> as I'm going to be to David Guetta, I think, ever. This is this is it. <laughs> David Guetta, creating wedding. Uh, that, that's, I'm not sure if that's going to catch no, on. No, I don't David think Guetta it is. Editing your wedding. <laughs> um, no, just to take a step back there, you're, you're, I, so what I do... It's very similar to you, I think. I, I create a collection set for each wedding, and inside the collection set, I have collections, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and I will make a just a raw a raw collection where I shove every single image that's that's been taken at the wedding, say it's 1,200 or 1,500, whatever it is. And then, actually, since I've started shooting Sony, it's the, the images have gone up. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's annoying, but... Um, and then in another another collection inside the collection set for the wedding will be edited, and I will move them from the raw folder into the or the raw collection into the edited collection, and that is an extra step I could probably get rid of yeah. if I was doing it your way, or or a way similar to yours, where I'm just removing them from the catalog, or even removing them from that collection even would would work. Yeah, it's just hmm. I've just kind of because I have a guy that shoots for me, and um, he takes a bit longer than I do to edit, and I just say to him, yeah. he gets a flat rate. You know, as we all do. So your price is two thousand pounds for the wedding. Um, it's up to us to decide what we want our hourly rate to be. Now, either yeah. we do it and it takes us six weeks to edit the wedding, and you do the maths and turn out that you could be earning more money pushing trolleys at Tesco's, or do <laughs> you shoot neater, shoot tighter, get it right in camera, be more methodical, shoot less, but you get more less is often more when it comes to weddings you shoot for the product you know well, why, why am i taking 12 pictures of a, a bottle of perfume when i'm going to put one in the album take two exactly. to get one and then yeah. that will bring everything else down and your hourly rate will kind of increase per job and then if you're editing a little bit quicker then you can dedicate your time to doing more things like spending time with the family going to the pub going to the cinema that type of thing yeah. because you know I, I sent james a link you know he's a busy man he's a very very busy man and I sent him a link, which I look at on YouTube every you know, six months and I find myself getting overwhelmed. And it's about, you know, we spend a lifetime catching and creating other people's memories, but we forget about our own. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very, very easy to kind of get caught in a bubble and be so busy doing everything. We actually forget about our own families and spending time with them. So if I can spend less time up here editing and more time with them, then it's a win. Yeah, it's a definitely. win for me. It's very true. Very true. So I, I, I do like it when I see James, uh, particularly uh, he's had a couple of photo shoots with local photographers up north. Um, and it's amazing to see photos of him and Iris and the two boys yeah. um, together because it's just lovely. Mm. And, and yeah, you can't, you can't. Uh, my goal here is to try and make James cry. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can make him cry when he's listening to this and see him get him emotional. Do you want I, I'll be able I, to. I, sent, I sent him the link and he watched it on the ferry and I said, this is the link. Go switch off, turn your phone off and watch this for, it's like 12 minutes. Um, and just go and find a quiet room. And he texted me, said, oh, "Mate, I'm balling. I'm watching this, and I'm, and I'm balling." So it's it, 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 job, job, job done. done. Yeah. yeah, mic drop. It was, um, but it's so important, you know. And it's so important. Oh, definitely. No, you know, I, you know, it. I keep, have a very good wife and a child to keep me very, very grounded. And without them, you know, anchoring me to the floor, you know, I'd, I'd never see him. I'd be off shooting the whole time. And absolutely, it's, it's easy absolutely. to do. Um, 
So before we get too serious about things, mm-hmm. because that is a very serious point, but also um, to move to move on from it, what? So you were there for the wedding, yes. right, in the Pharaohs. What was it like? I mean, I know what it's like working with James. It's great fun working with James. Yeah. It's 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 always exciting. It's always full of banter. It's full of. I don't know if he's like that in the Pharaohs, admittedly. I'm, I'm I'm presuming he's a little bit like it. Maybe their their culture is slightly different. I don't yeah. know. But what is? Could you describe? Because James always says lots of different things about a Pharaohese wedding and 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 how it. But what is it? What's it like compared to a UK one? Then I can't swear, can I? Uh, we haven't. We've managed to do nearly thirty-five minutes without it. So it, 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 <laughs> I'm not going to swear. It's nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. <laughs> the, um, the wedding itself is is the same format as it is here in the UK. It's just a longer process. So we started um, at about nine in the morning so we had about a 45 minute drive um so yeah just going back the night before the friday night we had a solar storm um well i was i was gonna act it as i was yeah, <laughs> yeah okay keep going keep going keep going so we um you know, we, we're trying to find a clear sky to get the northern lights it weren't happening we thought right let's just call it a night and go to bed um, and at one in the morning, I got a knock on the door and it was James saying, sky's clear, we're going. And I was just like, oh, okay, okay. And we were up <laughs> and we found a bit of clear sky, managed to get the Aurora and went to bed. But this is like 1.30. So I'd been asleep, woken up, saw the Northern Lights. Adrenaline yeah. was pumping, didn't get back to bed. Is that, the, is that the first time you've seen them? Or is that... First time properly, yes. Yeah. Wow. So it was wow, an amazing brilliant. experience. So my adrenaline is through the roof. My heart is beating out of my chest watching it. Yeah. It's incredible. So then we go to bed and then we shoot an 18-hour wedding the day after on four hours sleep. So... <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of understand why Jim's likes coffee so much. Yeah, it's called trawler coffee out there. It's literally, if you can't drink it, you can paint your fence with it. It's that strong. <laughs> it is. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, literally. It's like, oh, I'm here doing a wedding. Ah! Um, but the wedding itself was just nuts we started around uh, left at 8 and then got to the hotel at 9 shot there for about an hour Uh, the groom didn't want prep which is what I understand is quite rare that the the groom doesn't want coverage so we had a couple of hours to go and get coffee obviously uh, and a muffin (laughs) more coffee coffee, and then we shot the wedding Um, I don't know how he does it I have absolutely utmost respect for him I know for me in the UK I'm a you know, nine, eight-hour wedding, no bride prep till first dance, 11 till yeah. maybe eight or nine, and I'm done. Yeah, that's pretty standard, um, I think, yeah. I hit the wall at around 11 at night, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to go to bed. I'm knackered. I'm, I can't deny you do it. And it was just, yeah. And then we went through till about two in the morning, Jesus. I think. Really? Still shooting, photo, t- still Im- taking images or just yeah, so, part? Yeah, so the weddings out there, they, they got married at, I want to say two. It might have been yeah. three, but whatever it was, it was, and that was in the church. An hour, maybe you're in and out there, done. Group shots. So everyone goes. It was the old. It went called the old house. So it's the oldest house in the Pharaohs, um, and they had like a drinks reception with um, cookies and coffee and coffee, obviously um, tea, yeah, obviously. Uh, and it was quite <laughs> More nice. Caffeine. Then we did the group shots. So I just second shot with James. Did all the family shots. Um, and then we took the couple off. We had two hours for photography with the bride and groom, which is unheard of for me. Yeah, that's what I've always thought is really good. James has said you get to actually drive to different parts yeah. of wherever you are and, and have loads of time. Yeah, and thankfully the weather was actually pretty good. It was chilly. The wind was coming in was cold, but it was uh, yeah. it was it was good. Uh, the bride did get cold, bless her, 
uh, towards the end of the shoot. We, we were, we were going to go to three spots. We actually ended up with two, but we smashed uh-huh. it. Now, James did a great job with the images um, there. I just second shot, helped, no, helped with holding bits and coats and stuff like that. There's no point second shooting with just the two of them. Um, yeah. I, got, I did a couple of shots for myself, but that was that. Then it was back to the uh, hotel called Hotel Freya, I want to say, was, was, the, um, was, was the hotel. And they started eating dinner at seven. And that took five wow. hours. No, I suppose, yeah. What? Five hours for their wedding breakfast. So they they sing. <laughs> that nearly is that nearly is a breakfast by the end of that. Yeah, they? it nearly is. So they they sing songs throughout dinner. There were thirty two speeches, I think uh, we counted. Yeah. Um, and it's all I did a Faroese, so I had no idea what was being said, but it was um, you know. <laughs> point I shoot. did a Danish. I did a Danish wedding years ago. I sort of split Scottish Danish wedding, and they did that whole speeches thing where people just randomly stood yeah. up and started speaking. And I was like, oh, all oh, right, okay, oh, oh, sorry, oh, oh yeah. shit, there's another person over there, and you just couldn't, you couldn't keep up. It was just everybody was speaking. It was mental. Yeah. So we ate. Mental. Uh, we ate with, with the guest. We, we sat on the uh, bride's brother's table, so their family, lovely. Also, English was immaculate. You know, we always know chatting away and stuff. And then um, they do shots. So I was drinking Faroese um, snaps throughout dinner. St- standard, obviously. So I had a couple as you, of those. As you would. Um, it's quite nice. Uh, and then yeah. I said to James, "No more alcohol for me because I've had two of these shots. I've not eaten very much since lunchtime, and I'm feeling a little bit squiffy." So we just <laughs> we, we had to. Uh, yeah, I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you on the shot. No, still have the job to do and stuff. I'm all for, you know, can't DM and Caesar day and all that. But there's a point where if you're, you know, turning up and getting hammered on the wedding day, it's not really good form. Um, no. So I just had a couple of shots of that. And then the first waltz was at midnight. So the first Blimey. dance uh, was at midnight. And then the party started. And then uh, the bride was, she was exhausted, bless her. And by about one o'clock, she, gonna, she went to bed. She I was, was going to say, surely even, I mean, obviously you guys are working, but... Um, it must be knackering for the guests and yeah. everybody. I mean, the whole thing is is bonkers. The, that just sounds absolutely mental. The guests are up for it, but the bride, um, the groom was tired, but wasn't really showing it. But the, the, the bride, bless her, she was looking very tired by about one and then um, did the first dance, did a bit of dancing and then she went to get changed because she, she was in the dress all day. I just want to get out the dress, went for a lie yeah. down and we didn't see her. That was it. She was, she was done. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really blame her for that. But uh, an experience that you... Enjoyed at least. I it was definitely an experience I enjoyed. It was a, it was lovely to see how James works. Obviously, as you know, that we do this job, it's quite a solitary job. Um, I don't. I try and second shoot at least twice a year to kind of see, you know, just 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 for experience. Um, yeah. But the wedding itself was absolutely nuts. I had the most amazing time. Um, it was yeah. I I hit the wall and I was like, I don't know how you do it, mate. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. I'm so tired. He's usually on his own as well. He, I don't know if he usually takes. Sometimes Iris will second shoot in the Pharaohs, but I think usually he's on his own all day. Um, yeah, yeah, and which is just it's, It was it was great, and you know to see the way he works, and it was good fun. Uh, would I do it again? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, 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 maybe not. Maybe, well, no, I, you know, I would. I think it's like anything. Now I know what's involved. I mean, I went to this completely blind. Um, yeah, now I, I know what's involved. I could be better prepared mentally and go to bed earlier the night before. That's what I need to do was go to bed and not shoot the Northern Lights. But it was definitely worth shooting the Northern Lights. <laughs> yeah, but if the Northern Lights are out, I mean, I, I saw before when I was, we um, were arranging to kind of chat on Facebook and I looked at your profile, and I now I can't find it, which is ridiculous. <laughs> the fo- the photo that you posted when you're in the Pharaohs, yeah. um, 
of the Northern Lights. Where on earth is it anyway? It looks there it is. It's stunning. I mean, it's 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 not the pillars as such, but no. it's lots of color in the sky. I mean, there's tons of depth, way massive up to the top, and then you got the wee kind of village wherever that is on the left. Yeah, side it of the was fjord. it was really weird because it was still cloudy and but it was really windy, so there was massive holes in the cloud, and you could see it. Now it, it just looks like moonlight coming through the holes in the clouds, but where the clouds are going so fast, and we're probably shooting for. I don't know, a 10 second exposure. It's just the yeah. holes of the cloud and it turned the clouds green. It's just, yeah, yeah. it was the most amazing experience. And, and you know, to say that you've kind of, you know, been up there and apparently seeing them up there is quite rare because of the clouds that you get in the Faroes or where it situates in, in you know, with the jet stream and the, and the, yeah. and the, and the Gulf stream. So it's quite rare to see them. So we were very, very lucky, but normally a knock on the door at one o'clock would resolve a knocky with, with a punch get, in the nose. Yeah, James James posted there was a big storm. People down in Scotland here on Oban, yes. uh, up the west coast, was seeing it. And James posted in the group saying something like, you know, and maybe that, it might have been that night then. Maybe it was early on in that night saying um, massive so, massive storm, yeah. um, loads of aurora and we can't see a damn thing. Yeah, uh, that was the night. Yeah, so. it was. Um, I'm seeing pictures from that. I think because James mentioned that we're, we're at the wrong side of the sun. It's like we're in like a hundred year cycle. So this side of the sun we're at now doesn't flare as much. Um, so to get a flare and time it where one's come off the one's come off the sun at the right time of the month before we're flying up there and it to be a new moon mm-hmm. and the yeah. and us, it, like all the literally the stars had to align for us to see them and they <laughs> did thankfully. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had Alistair Hamill on a few times, who I'm hoping to meet up with later this week in Northern Ireland. But we've had Alistair on a few times, and he's he's uh, very very into his Northern Lights and his his Milky Ways and his deep space photography. Yeah. And he has been into it a few times. If 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 folk are interested in what Scott's just vaguely mentioned, then you should check out those previous episodes because Alistair uh, is is mega mega geeky into it. And he uh, yeah, as you're right, it takes a lot of stuff to try yeah. and get your. I mean, the mo- the main annoying thing in Scotland and the fairs obviously is, is having clear skies. People yeah. say you need to have this, you need to have that, you need to have the temperature, you need to have, but you actually need to be able to see the stars. Yeah, uh, you need to be able to see the sky. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, you're you're not going to see bugger all up there. And the closest um, I've got before was a bleat in Newcastle. We had a big solar storm. It was hitting like a KP six or seven, so it's really come it's far down to north in England and yeah, again yeah, the yeah. stars aligning it was just an absolute water wall cloud couldn't see it and I'm looking up uh, looking up at the uh, the um, the clouds and I, I'm not going to swear but I swore it's um yeah. <laughs> yeah it's disappointing but it's when you see it it makes it even better oh, definitely worth it definitely worth it absolutely absolutely indeed um, we have been blethering now for nearly 45 minutes and it and it genuinely I just said to Scott at the start of this look again obviously I thanked you thanked him for coming on but I said look just anything we can get together you know 45 minutes to an hour of just mm-hmm. chatting and catching up and talking about your times up in the Faroes and getting a feeling for what it's been like um, is fantastic so um, I mean you've, uh, you're a busy man you've got kids to collect at 3 o'clock your wee girl to collect at 3 o'clock I think uh-huh. and um, yeah. oh James has just chimed in James has just chimed in saying, I'm not going to say what he's saying because uh, he's saying naughty words, but he says hello, shall we say. Uh, (laughs) James, to be fair, James was, um, James was, hoping to make this podcast, but um, his landscape workshop started today and I, I, I kind of said I didn't expect him to be uh, to be available to be honest, but he did say he was going to try. Yeah. Um, but he says hello. Well, I say I'll not say what he exactly says, but uh, I can probably. Guess. Um, I have a couple of. <laughs> you, 
you can probably guess, yes. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of announcements I want to remind everybody about before we go and we'll, before we catch up and hear where we can find you online, Scott. Yeah. We have our print competition running with the Print Foundry this month. Um, so the Print Foundry, I don't know if you were able to catch that podcast, Scott, um, but the Print Foundry... Um, was the last one actually and at the end of that one we did, we agreed uh, and very kindly Renato said he would uh, help us out with some uh, judging and some good getting some man. images from our from our members of the podcast group Ah, fantastic! Absolutely. I mean, that 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 was a long podcast, but it was really interesting. Um, that was our longest one yet, but it was it was really good. Um, and he's going. We're going to enter. We're asking people to enter up to four. But even if it's just one or two images that you that you think would maybe look good printed or you'd like some advice on getting them printed, because what uh, Renato is going to do, he's going to print a contact sheet, essentially, of all the images printed and then have a look at them and judge them from there. Now, I have had a few entries already, um, but we're looking for as many as possible. I think there's 109 members in the group. So... Um, you know, even if we can scrape together 25, 30 entries uh, would be fantastic uh, from anybody and everybody um, would be really good. James and I don't want to have to enter um, because that would be, but then again, we might be able to, I don't know, we'll see. Um, so yeah, just to remind everybody that competition is running um, and please feel free, Scott, to put your finest, not your finest, because oh. that's unfair. You've won international awards with your <laughs> finest. Maybe your, maybe your, maybe your, maybe your second, maybe your medium best. Um, we don't want to be competing against a winning P WPPI image. That's hardly fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we've got the the print competition running. Um, so if everybody would like to enter that, you can jump over onto the group and the details are there. I think James actually also posted about it and so did I. So if there's any confusion, then you can just ask us and we'll, we'll get the details out to you. Um, so Scott, where can we, where can we pick up on your, on, oh, there's one other thing, by the way, I wanted to point out just in case anybody's wondering this, cause James told me that you were an, an ex photographer. Yes. And you mentioned it. That's not an EX photographer. That's the name no. for the Fuji brand is the X Pro and the that's, X thingy and stuff. Because I said, oh, my yeah, God, what happened? Did he, did, he, for, did he just stop? For their, did, their, their brand ambassadors. So. They're ambassadors. Yeah. Just in case anybody's worried that you're out yeah. of a job. Um, you're not. No, I'm not. You're no, fully no, still no, working. No, but I'm where can still, we find you? Still where, where can we find you? So you can get me. Uh, Instagram <laughs> is at the edge picks. So P-I-C-S. Um, at the edge picks that is, you can find me on there my personal stuff is scott shoot stuff which i have put some images from the pharaohs up on there so people will have a look at that that's absolutely awesome oh, and then I didn't the website that is I'll pick that up yeah then the website is the edge photography and we still say we've still got some um speaking you want to come and hear me talk then i'm doing the wedding uh, ex wedding conference in november in bath uh, i'm at photo hubs at the guild in november and then we still have a couple of spots on our wedding workshop in Italy next year. So come on board. Wow. What time of year is that? Uh, we do at the it's, end of April next year. So we, April 25th to April. April 30th. Uh, I don't think I'm off then. That would be amazing. I would love yeah. to do that. Um, I'm doing a photo Not walk at WPPI next year in February. So I'm back off the WPPI um, to our photo walk in around Excellent. the Mandalay Bay Casino in Las Vegas, which will be good. Um, wow, and wow. then SWPP in January doing the two talks one on how to win at weddings so give you an idea from a judge's point of view on what we're looking for to try and win some awards and then we're doing a mini judging school with Terry Jones um, on what judges look for across the board when it comes to how we judge and what we're looking for um, and it's also my 40th birthday so you come and buy me a beer <laughs> 
Definitely, absolutely. I mean, as as as, as is fairly obvious, you're you're a very 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 busy man, and um, it's. I think I mean, if it's possible, I think James and I would both like to get you back on at some point around about all that time where you before you go out to Vegas or after you come back yeah. to Vegas, whenever suits, just to catch up with you again because it's great chatting to you. It's uh, always interesting and uh, always a bit of uh, a good bit of crack, as uh, as we might say in the name. Good, but good. Uh, thanks so much, thanks so much, Scott. Um, for doing this filling in at the last minute and everything and uh, yeah hope you enjoy the rest of your day and thanks for tuning in everyone it's a real cheers, pleasure mate. thanks thank for you. having me mate cheers cheers thanks bye 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 bye